What do you say, everybody? Welcome to Chatterbox Bearcats. Cincinnati 68, Central Florida 57. The Bearcats improved 3-4 in the Big 12, 14-6 overall. No Houdini today. He actually, when he said on the last episode, I'm going to Louisville to scout Kenny Payne, I thought he was messing with me. No, he was dead serious. Had a little anniversary with his girlfriend. And what does he do? Decides to take her to the KFC Yum Center to watch their team leave nothing but a carcass on the floor as the fans boo as Virginia kicks their ass. Anyways, Bearcats, I thought, could have been up 20 to like 5 out of the gate. Instead, it was 15-6. But Cincinnati missed some easy shots, which we've seen a lot of this year. And Central Florida was bearing some very tough shots. Cincinnati's defense out of the gate was fantastic. Shades of that Oklahoma game where it was every possession. They were fighting for some buckets. Central Florida starts making some tough shots. They knock down a three. Next thing you know, at the first TV timeout, it's close. By the second TV timeout, Central Florida had taken control of the game. And they had control of the game um, for a long time. They went up by double digits at points in this game. That's frustrating when you feel like you have a chance to bury a team early that you're clearly better than. And oh, by the way, we should probably state right out of the gate. Central Florida was missing two starters. Victor Locken was out for Cincinnati as he was sick. Apparently the bug was going around big time. Alex will have more on that in just a little bit. But Central Florida down two starters. And Cincinnati, I thought, had a chance to, to really just bury them, to just kick them while they were down early. And the Cats did not do that. Instead, Central Florida, um, after they hit the tough shots, Cincinnati's defense starts breaking down. And, and really, the effort in the first half was not there. It was bad. Restlessness in Fifth Third Arena. I was hoping, and, and I would imagine, if I was a fly on the wall in that locker room, Wes may have karate chops and boards in there. You know, he, he got a few boards from his assistant coaches and just, ha, karate chopped them. Um, but they did not bring out his black belt. Instead, they just brought out an A-plus performance to the floor in the second half. It all started with two players, Dan Skillings and John Newman. I mentioned no Victor Locken. When you don't have your best player, arguably your best player, someone needs to step up. And the best way to do that is to put the four guards on the floor. There was not many points in this game where there were two bigs. Odie came in there at times, and uh, there was that two-big lineup. But for the most part, the best things happened when Newman and Skillings were on the floor at the same time. A happy birthday shout-out to Dan Skillings. Cats fans, a star is being born in front of our eyes, and it's bringing a tear. It's bringing a tear to my optics. Dan Skillings Jr., is he this team's leader? When they look their best, typically, Dan Skillings Jr. plays a big part in it. Think about it. Xavier game. Didn't look good. Where the hell was Dan? Dayton game. Didn't look good. Daniel, where are you? Other games. Oklahoma. Skillings had a point. Loss. I'd have to look up the statistics on Texas, but there may be a theme going on here. When Dan Skillings is playing really well, Cincinnati has their best chance to win. Skillings, on his birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. 21 points on 8 of 14 shooting. Two of six from three. He had seven rebounds. John Newman, he helped him out. 19 points, six of 10 from the floor, seven of nine from the line. We will take that. 
he had seven rebounds in the game. Nice 19-7 and seven stat line for John Newman. Aside from that, it was a collective effort. Dede Thomas had nine. Aziz Bandego had eight. Simas Lukosius had seven. And four points for Odio Guama, who played really nice. And I will say, that may have been Wes's smartest coaching decision of the year. Playing Odio Guama over Jameel Reynolds. Oguama went for 11, Reynolds went for 6. Any other time we see that, Bearcats fans are probably pissed. But we've said, like, look, Odie probably isn't good enough to sniff the floor unless something happens. That something happened. Victor Locken was out. You needed an extra body. And when they brought in Jameel Reynolds, he just flat out didn't look good. He went 0 of 1. He had a turnover. They put in Odie, and Odie played better. He had four points and six rebounds on two or three shooting in his 11 minutes. So I said it on the last show. I said, you know, we love Odie. We don't think he's going to play much, but one of these games, he's going to have to step up, and it was this game. Odie Oguama, a big reason why Cincinnati won this ballgame. The Bearcats shot at 46%, 21% from three, and 68% from the free throw line. Those numbers are skewed, though. They were shooting horrifically for a long time. Cats made nine of their last 11 shots, though, and the last six shots to put Central Florida away. They were burying shots. That's one of the reasons why Cincinnati won this game, but there's a big reason why they just destroyed Central Florida in the second half, and I mean destroyed them. 41-18, to UC outscored Central Florida in the second half after going down by double digits and looking like the Knights were going to ruin the Bearcats season on their home floor because Cincinnati loses this game. If they lost that game, it's pretty much season over. I mean, you're looking at that eight, nine win mark. Where do you find the eight, nine wins? You'd have to win some road games, maybe win at TCU, win at Oklahoma. It would have been tough Win that home game against Houston. You, you alleviate some pressure to say the least by winning this game. Um, held UCF to 36% from the floor and just dominated the second half. I mentioned 18 points from the Knights. UC buckled down. Whatever Wes said in the, in the locker room going into the second half really had these guys energized, looked like a completely different team, led by Dan Skillings and John Newman. But the first half, they were out-hustled in their own house. More missed layups. There was a play there where Aziz was going for a loose ball and he just kind of stood up and tried to grab it and a UCF player got on the floor and it squirted around, landed in a Knights player's hand and he just laid it right up and in and I was pissed. Come on. In a must-win game, you're not going to get on the floor there. I know you're 7-1, Aziz, but come on. Second half, I didn't have that issue. It is strange, though, how game by game, you really have to evaluate who's on the floor at any given time. Odie getting 11 minutes. I would have said, Wes, what are you thinking? It was a very wise decision. It just is a game-to-game, what do you do? What do you do? John Newman, man, I was not familiar with your game heading into this season. He can throw down. I have mentioned that, and I think a lot of people have kind of put two and two together, that he kind of reminds you of that steady hand like a Rashad Bishop, and he's getting better every single game as Newman. Team leader like Bishop, that's who he reminds you of. And uh, Bishop couldn't cram like that. 
Newman's got some bunnies. He's tough, man. Final takeaway from the game, it's that Cincinnati just has to play more consistent. Do it for 40 minutes. Every single game, it feels like, in the Big 12, they've had just a horrible stretch where I lose faith. I'm like, this team may actually suck. Think about it. They go down 10 Kansas. They look awful in the first half against BYU. They got blasted out of the gate by TCU. Um, Oklahoma goes up big in the second half at, at some point. Down double digits to Central Florida. Um, Baylor took a 7-8 point lead in the second half before UC fought back. There's no lack of fight in this team. Every single game, they're getting back into it one way or the other. But f- consistently, for 40 minutes, less scares, less of a roller coaster ride, no more son of beast. Let's just go up and stay up in our own house. How about that? Sounds great. All right, here's Alex Frank making his debut of Chatterbox Sports. Used to run the uh, the Locked On Bearcats page. You may have heard his work there. Anyways, he got the task today of going into the press conference, asking Wes Miller some questions. Uh, Alex, take it away. Give me give me some uh, give me some nice adjectives. Let's see what you got, baby. All right, Alex Frank at Fifth Third Arena. In a gotta have a game, the Bearcats got so right in the second half and maybe so much more. I'm Alex Frank of Chatterbox Sports here at Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati. The Bearcats with an incredible scintillating comeback in the second half to beat the UCF Knights 68 to 57. In the second half, the Bearcats held UCF to just 18 points. And that's something Wes Miller talked about effusively in his postgame press conference, talking about how important the defensive effort of this team is to him in holding UCF to just 18 points in the second half. And if you were at the game or if you watched the game, it really kind of felt like at halftime, the Bearcats were just kind of asleep a little bit. Bearcats really, after getting out to such a good start that came out with intensity that you would want to see in a game they got to have, they get up 15 to six, and the next thing you know, they're down by 12 points at halftime. But this team has a resiliency to them. This team has a fight to them. This team has so much going for them that they were able to come all the way back in the second half and beat UCF 68 to 57. They now improve to 14 and six on the season, three and four in Big 12 play. And three and four in this league is actually good. John Newman III is the guy that Wes Miller highlighted effusively in his postgame press conference. He called John Newman a warrior. And I'm not sure how many of you listening to this knew this throughout the week. They were battling a team-wide sickness. It was so bad this week, he said, that the team couldn't even practice, barely practice this week. Victor Locken tried to give it a go before the game today. He could not. Wes Miller talked about how proud he was of him for at least trying to give it a go. Uh, He called Victor Locken down and out. But he called John Newman a warrior, and man, did he step up tonight. 19 points and 7 rebounds. And this is after Wes Miller called John Newman the heart and soul of this team earlier this week. Again, a lot of things I liked about tonight's game. The resiliency of this team in the second half, the intensity that they came out with and played. The Bearcats held UCF at one point without a point for almost six minutes. And it was the six most important minutes of the game. UCF did not score a single point from the 6.56 mark in the second half to the one-minute mark of the second half. And by that point, the Bearcats had already built a nine-point lead that they would extend to 11, as many as 13. Down 12 at half to winning by 11 in the Big 12 
is especially impressive. And this team is alive. John Rothstein of CBS Sports after the game called this team a tournament team. We'll see about that. I think they can be. They out-rebounded UCF 23-12 in the second half. That's without Victor Locken. And they held the Knights to 6 of 29 shooting from the floor. 6 for 29. Just an incredible effort by the Bearcats defensively. And a gotta-have a game. This win may have just been the one to save the Bearcats' season. But the Bearcats, as Wes Miller said, can't celebrate for very long because they got two big games next week. A road game Wednesday night at 7 o'clock in West Virginia. And then a Saturday late afternoon game at 6 o'clock tip at Texas Tech. By the way, Texas Tech tops in the Big 12. At Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati, I'm Alex Frank, Chatterbox Sports. Let's send things back to Chuck and Houdini. Thank you, Alex. Next up for Cincinnati is a road trip to West Virginia on Wednesday. Not an easy place to play. They did just take down Kansas there last weekend. But West Virginia is 7-13, now 2-5 in the Big 12 after they lose to Oklahoma State, 70-66. That's Oklahoma State's first Big 12 win of the year. They're 9-11, 1-6. Other games from around the Big 12. This one helps Cincinnati. BYU takes down Texas, 84-72. BYU is 3-4 in the Big 12. Again, a road win over the Cougars is the best win to date for Cincinnati. And um, Cougars aren't falling off a cliff, which is nice. Still a very, very impressive win for UC. Want to talk about a very electric game? TCU in triple overtime, 105-102 over number 15 Baylor. That helps Cincinnati. They are now 4-3 and three in the Big 12. Baylor drops to 3-3. Three and three. Oklahoma falls at home to Texas Tech in a really good game. Number 20, Texas Tech 85. Number 11, Oklahoma, 84. Texas Tech all alone in first place in the Big 12. They are 5-1. Oklahoma drops to 3-4 in the Big 12 with the one-point loss. Iowa State upsets Kansas, 79-75 the final score. Iowa State at number 23 in the country, now 5-2 in the Big 12. Number 7, Kansas at 4-3 in the Big 12. And lastly, Houston pulverizes Kansas State. They crushed them. 74-52 the final score. Houston is 5-2 in the Big 12. Kansas State is 4-3. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. The live show is back. Hop in the chat room on Wednesday against West Virginia. We also have a very special guest that's being taped before that show. Let's just say he's a Cincinnati native. He went to West Virginia. And he plays for the New York Knicks. Put two and two together. Anyways, he's coming on right before the game. We'll be good to catch up with that mystery guest. And um, then it's on to the Mountaineers and the Bearcats. And if the Cats win, it's four and four in the Big 12. And really, after the first eight games in the Big 12, it was probably best case scenario to be at 500 with the gauntlet that the Cats had. They have a chance to get there. Chatterbox Bearcats with Chuck, sometimes Houdini, and now apparently Alex Frank, our correspondent from the floor, and all our other friends behind the scenes working at Chatterbox Sports. We'll see you on hump day for the Cats and the Mountaineers.